Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. I'm Danielle. Hey, you damn guys. It's hey Book Club time. guys. This is our Book Club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And here's Danielle to tell you all about it. <laughs> all right. We're going to read a comics, and then we're going we're gonna to tell you what we're going to read, and you're going to read it. And then we're going to read it, and we're going to talk about it. And then you're going to listen to us talking about what we read. And then you're going to talk about what we talked about. When we talked about what we read, that's a hey, damn guys, you send us a little email or you leave us a message on social media. And then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing that we read. Yes. And that's a book club and that's friendship. Back to you, John. Yes. Very good. Very Excellent. Good. Excellent. That was amazing. I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts, shouts out. Yes. I want to shout out Trina Robbins and crew for Won't Back Down Anthology. Trina Robbins and crew for Won't Back Down Anthology. Yes. Book club members. That's right. They got funded. Yay. Oh, that's yes. Very nice. Excellent. That was really cool. Excellent. All the pros. It went above the, it went above the goal. So Good that was them. really cool. I'm so glad that hopefully some of the book club members chimed in with donations or whatever for this book. So very that's nice. really cool. Awesome. I was excited about that. I was like, yes. I'm going to get my comic. And support Planned Parenthood. Yeah, support all that stuff. That's good. Awesome. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right. From the feedback. From the feedback. Get out, trade some floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get There's not a lot in the feedback this week, what? you guys. Oh. Yeah. Well, we had some really good stuff from Mark Tweedell about our Baltimore stuff, but I kind of wanted to save that okay, for when we have Wes on. So we'll talk about that sure, soon. Sure. But we did hear from Callie Kaysen. Callie Kaysen. Book club member. Mm-hmm. On a previous listener feedback, Callie told us that they interviewed Norm Brayfogle. Oh, um, yes. I remember podcast. that. Yeah. Remember that? Okay. So Callie sent me that file, and oh, it's nice. been sitting in the feed bag for a while. I haven't really got to it. So... Um, I need to check that out. I'll send it to you too. Oh wow! Um, so awesome. you can listen to us. So I need to get around to listening to that. I admit you've been bu- you've been busy though. I have. I know that. I live with you, so I know how busy you've been. I can account for that, y'all. Kelly said, "I really enjoy your episode." That was our discussion of the Etrigan. Yeah, Batman. Love Etrigan. Oh, yeah. Kelly said, "I I really hope you enjoy our episode. He was a true pleasure to speak with. Nice. I've been enjoying your novel read review of Baltimore. Very good. I'll be picking it up. Like you said, to fill in the gaps. Thanks for making my Tuesdays a pleasure to drive to work. P.S. We also did an interview with Guy Davis. Wow. 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 He said, if you'd like, I will attempt to send it to you. Yeah. Yes, yes, do. Please Please do it. (laughs) Yeah, because I totally got the other one. And it was like a two-hour file i haven't had a chance to listen to it so anyway i'm excited thank you so much Callie. wait so, so thank you so so they sent you the file where can we listen to this online can we plug them that's what Callie said i don't think you can find the episodes online anymore you know, if you have like a even a social media you'd like us to plug we will do that yeah, so definitely. let us know that's thank cool you. but yeah we'd like to listen to that thank yeah. you for that awesome awesome I'm still super excited, John. Yeah. You want to know what I'm excited from? What are you excited about? Well, we did an interview at the Hellboy Book Club podcast, and we interviewed Michael Avon Oming, who's awesome. It and was so fun. Super fun. fun. He's super nice. God, and yes. uh, we got some interviews over there. If you want to check out some interviews, go look at the interviews, listen to them, listen to the interviews. <laughs> and super cool guy, and 
leaving comments on our social media. What a guy. Yeah, we have to cover one of his books here on this podcast. We definitely will. So that way we can interview him and hopefully Taki as well. Yeah. um, Oh, yeah. On on one of the books that they're both working on. For sure. There's a couple of books that I know that they've both worked on after Realm. Creator owned. Yeah. We love it. Right now, Murder, Inc. is coming out. Nice. Um, They've both worked on that. So anyway. Well, I don't think she's coloring Blue Book. He's yeah, but coloring. we could also talk about that. Well, we could also talk about Blue Book. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. So, yeah, we will definitely do that. But that was such a fun interview, and what a great guy. Awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. I've I, I've been writing that, writing that high all week, and <laughs> seeing his comments on the post and everything is just... <laughs> yeah, really awesome. Fun stuff. Hanging out with your friends. Yes, definitely. Talking about, talking about comics with your friends. Friendship. Yeah, but also just talking about like video games and just cool yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? I like that part of it too. All right, and now we can go on to our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? All right. <laughs> what are you seeing and what are you saying? Man, I've been going back and rewatching a lot of stuff that I like, you know, that I already have seen a million times. That's something I like to do. Like what? Can you recommend anything? Yeah. A lot of it is like. Embarrassing dumb movies from like the eighties. Okay. Just like goofball movies. So everybody likes those. Breeze right on past that. Um, if you haven't seen June, love June. Really excited for June part two. Really psyched oh, about so that. Excited. Really pumped. Are you gonna watch the trailer? I no? don't watch trailers and you know this about me. Okay. I don't watch trailers. I wait, watched wait, it wait, wait, wait. You don't watch trailers? I don't fucking watch trailers. I had no idea. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I just want to see the fucking movie. I'm already going to see the movie. Why the fuck would I watch the trailer? I already know I'm going to well, watch here, the movie. Check this out. All I right. haven't watched it either. Have you watched it? I have. Oh, okay. I was, it was kind of late. I'm shocked, John, that oh, you haven't watched that. I know. It was kind of late. I was a little drunk, and I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Awesome. Okay, so, great. So I mean, when June came out, I went to see it on regular screen. And I uh, took a little bit of mushrooms, right? Fantastic movie. So I was like, I got to go back and see this again. So we went back and we watched it on half max. That's like half an IMAX screen. Took a little bit of mushrooms. Fantastic. Even better. Right? Incredible. So I was like, look, I have to... That, that was it. And then they removed it from the theaters. Then they were like, we're bringing it back to the theaters for like one week or some shit. Two right, weeks. yeah. And I grabbed John by the lapels and I said, we're going to see this. <laughs> and... He was like, whatever you want, my dear, because he's amazing. And we went to the theater, full IMAX, and incredible. A little bit of mushrooms, amazing. I still, It still was like the first time I'd seen it, which is so rare, I think, Yeah. for a cinematic experience. And it was incredible, amazing, and I love it. And so part two, I'm so psyched. I'm hope, really excited about it. I hope they do another theater re-release before part two. Oh, they out. they definitely. Will, oh, I, I will go to that. Yeah. I will yeah. go see that because yeah. I, I I um I didn't get to watch it in the theater because we weren't going to the theater during that time because of the pandemic. But sure, we, sure, I get. But but we did it. watch it. I, I did watch it the day it came out on HBO Max, which was day and day to the right. theater. And all oh right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's uh, awesome. And because you know, you gotta get to it. Is, it is We've, my it is my favorite sci-fi book. So good. Oh yeah, amazing. But if you haven't read the book. Read the book. You're going to yeah. love it. It's good. And we've watched it a million times since yes. then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, on the home we release. Have. So, yeah. But, so, yeah, you know, and uh, various, just stuff like that in a similar vein. I've been into a lot of, I've been on a, like a big sci-fi bender. I've been into, and what else have we been watching? We watched something? So, Jerry Turnbull. Jerry Turnbull. Book club member. That's right. He recommended this documentary. It's like a 28-minute video. It's on oh, YouTube. Oh, we did watch that, yeah. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called What Do Artists Do All Day? And it was about Frank Quitely. It's a great documentary. Um, and he was like, if you guys are going to be covering All-Star Superman, you should watch this. Right on. Uh, and it was really cool. It was a great insight into his process. 
It was, it was a lot of, for me, it was a lot of, I do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was a lot of. <laughs> it was really cool, though. I, I mean, wanted to be like, why are you sitting like that? Why are you, you really crouched into- over sitting like that? But I know that I catch myself sitting like that so much. Right. Yeah. But you really get into his entire process. Yeah. I mean, you really, like, they show what one day looks like for him. From the beginning of the day to the, well, he actually stays the night in his studio working. And then the next morning he goes home. So it's like, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty intense, you know. And he basically finishes a page. That's what he does that day is he finishes a page of a comic. And it shows, like him writing in this we're going to talk about frank he's so, so intense he's um, so beyond but, like yeah. the when you just watch him doing his thing it's he's, just it, it, as the fuck it just as blew my the, mind as he's looking at the script he's drawing in the all script, these little thumbnails and inside the script yeah man and he's like drawing three or four versions of every single panel he's and thumbnailing some, and storyboarding and, as and, he goes he's like uh there's one part where he's like um sometimes the best panel that i like of the choices is not the best one to go in the flow of the other panel. Well, he says that he envisions a film like moving images right. and he's like picking all these stills out of it and right. he's drawing all these stuff. And he's like some yeah, like you said, like sometimes so in his own mind, he's visualizing all these different in stills in a sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, I would like to pick this one because it's visually interesting, but it's not like narratively, it's not the best one to tell the story or whatever. And it's just like Fox, man's the genius. It was yeah. really cool. It's incredible. I'm, uh, I'm have to check that out. Yeah, it's yeah. really, yeah. yeah. It's and really cool. The, just the detail he gets in, he's like doing all the details in his, you know, and I've, I mean, we've we've talked about this right. when we were doing um, New X-Men, X-Men and yeah. all that. Yeah. Fuck, to watch this process, it's incredible. And uh, when he's like, yeah, sometimes I just like walk around at night to take it all in. And, and it's true. Like you have to experience things. Right. To be an artist. Yeah. Or any or a musician or a writer like you have to go experience things. You have to go experience life and and whatever and so that's like part of his process and he like it's very purposeful. Yeah. And uh amazing. And I also cool. I was a big fan of how he was talking about like his space and like how many different drinks he had at one time <laughs> and how many you know like I do that. I don't know. It was just it was cool. We noticed he had a lot of drinks on his table and he was drinking out of all of them. I'm such a nice. drink goblin. I've got <laughs> at least three or four funny. drinks at one time really at all times. That was so, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, he ca- John kind of elbowed me yeah. on the couch there. But it's you know and he's like this is the cleanest it's ever been. It's so messy. There's yeah. lamps everywhere. I have so many I have like five or six lamps. Oh right. In when my art leaving, area he's and he's got his all his lamps going on. Anyway. So it was very inspiring, actually. It was very, like, it made me want to get into the studio and do something. Nice. So it was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's so leagues ahead of so, like, as he's just incredible. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that was really cool to watch. Yeah, great recommendation, Jerry. Thank you so much. What about you, Aubrey? What are you seeing and what are you saying? Well, today is a uh, kind of a special day, so um, it is the 15th anniversary of the release of Nine Inch Nails' The Slip. Nice. Oh, nice. So, I love that album. So I've been jamming to that one okay. again. Uh, you know, and that's such a great that album. It has a special place in my heart in terms of like the timeline, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like when it came out. and Yeah, it. it came out and he released it for free on the internet. He's like, this one's on me, guys. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, and then when it came out on CD, I bought it. And then when it came out on vinyl, I bought it again. And it has some of the best That's artwork. That's a rare record right there. Oh, man. And He's got that on vinyl? Been, yeah. Wow. And it has not been repressed either. Yeah, I don't yeah. have that. It's a very expensive record. Oh, man. It's a love. And it's got um, the, C- the, you know, the, book- the CD came with a booklet. You know, yeah. It has that record size. Yeah. It is That's so awesome. fucking Yay, beautiful. Cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
other than that, I finished watching Battlestar last <laughs> night. Oh, right on. So you finished. Sorry, get, real quick, just give me like a spoilers for Battlestar Galactica. Just say that really quick. Spoilers for Battlestar Galactica. All right, good. How like um, how official that was? Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, at the beginning of each DV, uh, Blu-ray, it starts off previously on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. I can talk about something else I now. I still haven't restarted that. I still haven't restarted that. It's like I feel like it's the first time I've heard that. Every time you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, I should watch Battlestar. You had some uh, interesting notes on the okay. watch order that I think. Yeah. You, okay. So you should share. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was telling this to John earlier. Like, if you do want to rewatch it, I would recommend watching the Battlestar Galactica, the Razor movie that came out between season three and four. After Lee gets promoted to commander of Pegasus, you should, that spoilers. Should be, You've seen it. <laughs> so I would. What season is that? Like what? In season three. Okay. Yeah. No. Season. So two. when Lee gets promoted, you watch the. You yeah. Watch so that thing. so the next one, watch the next one, watch the Razor because okay. it's it's like him watch being uh, anyway. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. And then there's also Battlestar Galactica: The Plan, uh, when Starbuck gets back from Caprica with Anders. All these things you're saying are bringing back so many memories for me. That would be the best place to watch okay. that right there. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. Thank you, Aubrey. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and I would, I would take Aubrey's. He's, he always has the best advice. Yes. In terms, we always like ask him. Yes. We always call him. How many times have What's I texted you? What's the best version of a movie to watch? What's the best version of Blade Runner? What's the best What's version the best? of Aliens? Yeah. yeah. We're gonna watch Terminator. Which version of it should we watch? Aubrey's the guy to call. So if, if you're asking about, if you're asking about so watch true. order, <laughs> Aubrey's that. the man. Yes. Oh man. I love that. Thank you. But then I also watched um, Pump Up the Volume. This, this. What's that? It's a movie with Christian Slater as a pirate yes. DJ in the early 90s. Wait, 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 wait. never wait. seen that movie? So hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Christian Slater is what? A pirate DJ. A pirate DJ. And he's yes. causing like a revolution. When? In school. In 1990, 91. Oh, we have to watch this. Uh, I can't we believe have you haven't this. seen this. I've never seen this. Okay. Holy shit. I would have brought it. I would have so brought it. Yeah. I will get you the Blu-ray. Uh -huh. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> it was streaming. Right after I got it on Blu-ray, but it's not anymore for okay, some well, reason. Yeah, 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 okay, we're gonna have to yeah. borrow that. Yeah, sounds incredible. Excellent. Oh my I've god, never seen so that. Good. And the music in it is so good. Oh man, I'm oh. excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I used to love that movie. It's man. fucking man, awesome. Man, I can't wait. Good I, one, Aubrey. I, That's a good one. We I, were just talking about like what are some great movies. Just your description here? of it. It sounds like, it sounds like my version of what guys sound like when they talk about Roadhouse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when guys get so they're like, "Oh, have you never seen Roadhouse or whatever it is?" Like Man. that sounds like that would be my version of that. <laughs> Roadhouse is such an awesomely cheesy movie. <laughs> I've also never seen Roadhouse. Oh well, cool. I should. I should, what, should I watch it? If you like cheesy action movies, I from do the love late, cheesy from action the early movies 90s, from the early nineties, and uh, you like to see Patrick Swayze wear like all denim. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> oh no! Wait, wait, wait! That's the other guy. <laughs> oh, the other guy wears yeah. all denim. Yeah, and it's got Sam Cook in it. Okay. okay. Is it Sam Cook? I don't know. Have you never seen it? <laughs> I don't remember it. Oh, I mean, man. I probably haven't okay. seen that movie in, I watched since it when like, it came out. I watched it during the pandemic, most nice. recently. <laughs> it is one of the cheesiest movies of all time, and I'm pretty sure if I were to watch it fresh today, I probably wouldn't like it. But as the nostalgia in me... sure. You know, it yeah. is, it, 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 I'm like, remember the time period? Ugh, fuck off of that shit. <laughs> You've heard of Stolen Valor? I'm a big fan of stolen nostalgia. So I will come in on something and be like, yes, no, I always loved this, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Roadhouse, there was a great Corridor Crew video 
I don't know if you watch them. They oh, do the, the stunt guys. The stuntmen react, and it was pretty, pretty funny. Cool. It was really funny. I'll link that in the what show What I've notes. learned from watching that, because you were like, hey, check this thing out that I found, and I'm like, this is interesting. Um, what I've learned is that stunt people, I feel, aren't given nearly enough credit in yeah, our society. Oh, yeah. definitely. Like, wow. just there's It's a real craft. There's a whole art to it. And it really is. Yeah. yeah. So good yeah. stuff. That actually reminds me, I saw something, uh, I, I don't know when he said it, but I saw it today, Danny Trejo was talking about, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't do stunts because I'm an actor. We have stunt people to do the stunts for us. That's what people don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, they, they're insured for that, and they're, they're trained for that. And he's like, you know, if I if I go out there trying to do my own stunt and I get hurt myself, and then that's like eighty people out of work. He puts people out of work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and he's like, you know, these guys are trained. They do their job well, yeah. and you know, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that he's giving you know public credit to some people. Yeah. That's and then, really and cool. then he goes, "This guy is my stunt double." I can't remember his name. Nice, nice. Uh, and he's that's like, my whole point. No, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, it's sad, but uh, yeah, no, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. So he's yeah. always been a guy, though. He's always been a G. He's always like, he'll do whatever. Yeah, he'll do like a college project. And then uh, I don't know if I mentioned. Sometimes we mention music. Uh, record Store Day was recently, and I got this Pearl yeah. Jam record giveaway. It's a live album from this show that they did in Australia right before. Because it's Yield. Ooh. Yield. It's giveaway. Yield. It's the album Yield, but in Australia, the it's Yield sign giveaway. is called Giveaway. Yeah. So they, they titled it. And so the, the album cover is the same one. It's from that tour. Sign, it's, it's a really giveaway. good show. Yeah. Um, Super cute. And then there was a Beach House EP called mm. Become that has been just... It's invading my mind now. It's starting to take over from the missing persons a little bit. Oh, <laughs> no. missing persons album. And then now the I don't Beach believe that is... because you're constantly blasting missing persons well, still. Oh, yeah, I know, still. So that's the one that I'm hearing. <laughs> I'm not hearing Beach House being blasted. I'm hearing missing persons. Well, I take full credit for that, by the way. Well, that's a good one, though. Uh, All right, good stuff. Anything else? Um, I haven't started it yet, but I just picked up the first volume of Powers um, after our interview last week with uh, Michael Avian. We go over to the Hellboy Book Club podcast to listen to that. Yeah, uh, nice. And I've been wanting to read it forever. It's by Omin and Brian Michael Bendez, and I love his writing, so I'm excited to start that. Excellent. All Excellent. right. Man. Yeah, maybe we can cover it on the show. Awesome. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're talking about All-Star Superman. Hell yeah. So um, this is a 12-issue series. and uh, It's a 12-issue series, but it feels like more. It, d- it really does. And um, so rather than – I really wanted to kind of like be able to enjoy all of it. So I figured we'd split it up into two issues yeah, per episode. Really savor this it. will be the first one. So we're only going to cover the first two issues. It's very dense. These were published in November and December 2005. The series was written by Grant Morrison, drawn by Frank Quitely, and digitally inked by Jamie Grant. From Wikipedia, the origins of this lie in the revamp of Superman, Superman Now, which began when Morrison and editor Dan Rasper were unsuccessful brainstorming ideas for a new take on the character outside of the San Diego Comic-Con. What did Grant Morrison uh, say in that? We watched a short documentary about him, too, and he was talking about... He saw a guy? That's what it says. Oh, so okay, sorry. I didn't mean They had a God. shamanistic encounter yeah. with a man dressed as Superman outside of the con. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I was yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's got it. He's on top of it. Morrison states in an interview, he was perched with one knee drawn up, chin resting on his arm. He looked totally relaxed. And I suddenly realized that this was how Superman would sit. He wouldn't puff out his chest or posture heroically. He would be totally chilled. If nothing can hurt you, you can afford to be cool. A man like Superman would never have to tense against the cold, never have to flinch in the face of a blow. He would be completely laid back, untense. 
with this image of Superman relaxing on a cloud, looking out for us all in his head. I rushed back to my hotel room and filled dozens of pages of my notebook with notes and drawings. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank Quietly has really captured that here. So I remember watching the documentary Talking With Gods, and he talked about that incident where he saw the guy sitting there all relaxed and all that, and he went up and talked to him, and he's all like talking about how like, oh, yeah, no, man, I'm just kind of chill, living my life, or something like that. That's not right. a direct quote. Please don't quote me. <laughs> no, 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 but it was but, almost but, like he was Superman. Yeah, like, you know, and he was just like, you know, he was he was talking to him as Superman. Casually in character. Yeah, and he was just like responding as Superman, but he was just being all like just kind of laid back Very and casual, cool. Yeah. And it's just like... When I heard that, and then I instantly remember seeing this cover, I was just like, "Yeah, that is." So... I remember that every time I see this cover. Yeah, yeah, I just like, man, that is so amazing. I like that. That was a sort of unspoken, sort of like we know what's going on, sort of bond between them. But like mm-hmm. the fact that he described it as a shamanistic experience really tells you all you need to know about Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely's experience doing this book. I, I mean, think that that's that's an incredible way to start this book, right? Oh yeah, I think this actually could be one of my favorite covers. Of Superman, because just because he's just so relaxed, it's an incredible cover. Yeah, it's an amazing. He's sitting cover. on the cloud, you got Metropolis the down expression below. On his face. This probably is the best Superman cover. I would agree with you. Yeah, he, he's the look on his face is like, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows so much, and he's yeah. never arrogant about it, and that's the beauty of this this vignette right, into yeah. Superman is that he could be, he could be cruel. He could lord his power over others. He could be disdainful. He could be, you know, how easy would it be to be like, oh, these mortals, you know? But he's just not. He's Superman. And this captures all the beauty and grace and and comfort that we find in Superman. This this is comforting. You know, he's just like us. Look at him. He's just, he's chillaxing. So that's, um, yeah, it's really good. How, uh, when... Do you remember the moment that you realized that Frank Quitely is quite frankly and is a pen name? I just found that out recently. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. I think we. I think I found out when we did our X Men X Men episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I, I I love that. I love that pen name. I think that's a fantastic pseudonym. I love it. So uh, going into the issue. Um, we have this great recap, and so that's one of the things that in the behind the scenes they say is they didn't want to do a recap of his I whole whole origin. Fucking can't stand that. that. You don't need to do it. You know, so it's just like this one page, and they do it perfectly. This one page is perfect. I love that. It's all yeah. you oh, need. Yeah. You know? Doom Planet, Desperate Scientist, Last Hope, Kindly Couple. Yeah, done. That's it. Love we know it. it. We know it already. We know it, and it's so. But but Frank Whiteley. Makes it so epic. Yeah. Fantastic. It's amazing. And I, I like that they, I feel like they were both like, we could just do this one page, right? Like, yeah. Right. Let's just yeah. get it over with. Like everybody, everybody knows the origin of Superman. I mean. Yeah. Okay, maybe people who are just born don't, but they'll find out in about five minutes. They'll find out right now. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. And then the splash page. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, it's just like, it totally caps off that opening origin. You know what I mean? Here's the result, you know. Here's Amazing. Superman. Amazing. What a, um, I mean, what a smash yeah. cut, yeah. But it's also bringing us into the story because he's under the sun. He's flying no right No one under does the it sun. better than these two. And that's why the colors are so epic and mind-blowing on no this No one page. gets it going more yeah. than, the, than this pair. Right. At first I was like, yeah, let's just do two issues. And then I was like, 
And I read the two issues and I was like, oh, is that is that not enough for one episode? Because and when you're I, just reading it, you're flying through yes. it because it's so engaging. And yeah. then I start and then I sat out to do the notes to break it down. And I was like, this is where like it's almost inefficient to uh-huh. talk about it. Yeah. Because the the art form of be of comics and the re- combination of the art and the writing it like this is the perfect example of yeah. why comics how they do what they do and how nothing else can do this. Exactly. You know what I mean like so it's almost too much to talk it's, about they, it's they, so dense. Yeah. Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely both in their own way in their own respective yeah. Um, in their own respective disciplines, exemplify why this medium exists. Right. Yeah, I think that's a and good, yeah. I will forever be grateful for that. Yeah. So we open with Dr. Leo Quintum. This is the head scientist working on Project. It's an acronym. It's Look like Shield this. or whatever. Look at this. Yeah. yeah. Golly. It's a lunar-based scientific laboratory performing advanced genetic testing here. Project is taking a trip to the sun. Quintum seems to have genetically grown a team here. When it's mentioned that temperatures will reach 40 million degrees, one team member, Flora, tells Quintum, We were grown with zero fear genes, Mr. Quintum. But you, fear is the sauce on the steak of life, Floral. Quintum says, he also mentions the mission to bring back a spoonful of sun. And he's not going to let engine failure hold right, him back. Yeah. So he's maybe bitten <laughs> off a bit more than he can chew here. Yeah. But while they're talking, all this is all happening, suddenly one of the crew members starts to, starts to transform. He activates or something like that, right? He's a sleeper. He says, I just remembered something. I'm a genetically modified bomb in human form, death courtesy of Lex Luthor. Oh, man. We see him like blowing up, expanding with all these things. It's all happening so yeah. quickly, right? They really got like, like this is what Lex Luthor is about. He's just like, oh, he's. But you also like you don't know what's happening. You're just brought into. I do know what's happening. I I do. That's what I'm saying. They're like, keep up. So we cut to this person, Agatha. This is Quintum's partner, and she's like tracking Superman or something like that. He's already on his way there. You can tell by her eyes. Yeah, she's psychically linked to him or some shit. So he's already on his way there. So can he hear it? Can he hear the transmission? He might be able to. Or does or he can hear what they're saying in the ship? I feel like he can. He's already on his way there. He's being superpowered by the sun. Yeah, exactly. His powers are amplified. So yeah. He's heading towards the ship. Look at the expression on his face. Yeah. As he flies towards the reader. So he's heading towards the ship. It's called the Ray Bradbury. Mm. John, you um, want to tell us about that? Yeah. So Ray Bradbury, obviously, he's an American author and screenwriter, one of the most celebrated 20th century American writers. He worked in a variety of modes, including fantasy, science fiction, horror, mystery, and realistic fiction. I was trying to see if there was a sun reference in some of his works. He has a book called All Summer in a Day, and it's about these people that um, they only get to see the sun for one day a year. That was a good story. And uh, there's also a collection of his works called Golden Apples of the Sun. I was just wondering, you know what I mean? They're taking a trip to the sun. Why are they calling it the Ray Bradbury? You know what I mean? There's got to like... be some sort of link there. Um, I don't yeah. Know. Is it a or maybe for Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, the fire. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I was looking for sun references. I just like, but that's yeah. a heat reference. It's maybe. a heat reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. obvious. God, I feel stupid now, but thank <laughs> no, you. Not, I mean, I just, you know. That's a great one. There you go. The Ray Bradbury is going into the into the fire. But the four panels at the bottom here of him, you know, yes. fl- like flying towards the reader, it's just, 
Oh god. And it's Lee, and it focuses man. in on that fuck emblem, you know it what does. I mean? Yeah, well, the you last almost, two you hear the no music, text. you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. You hear the music sure. as he's coming in there. Oh yeah. Um one of the things that they talked about in the special feature. So, uh, one of the things that's great is we have the absolute edition. I was actually talking to Matt Strackbine. Matt Strackbine. Book club member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the letter hack. Um, I was talking to him about this. Um, the content in the Absolute Edition is the same as the deluxe hardcover. Nice. So if you have that, it's the same special features. Cool. Okay. So thank you, Matt, for helping me figure that out. Matt was like, there's a YouTube video I found that shows, oh, that nice. compares the two. Matt was like, gosh, nerds. And I was like, yeah, you got to love them. You got to love them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I'll link so it in the show notes. He's saying... Uh... Every cell in his body is a living solar battery evolved to store raw energy from the sun, but the temperature at the solar chromosphere is 6,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And the last two panels here. Yeah. No word bubbles, no words. Yeah. Just Superman's agonizing expression on his face and then the emblem. Incredible. His curl. He's got the the the, curl there. Mm -hmm. Um, So 6,000 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 3,315 degrees Celsius, by the way. I actually was wondering that. Thank you. you're joining us from any other country. Yes. And the chromosphere is the second layer of a star's atmosphere located above the photosphere and below the solar transition region and corona. Oh, thank you, John. So there you go. Um, So we cut over to the Daily Planet. Lois is typing up the headline. Superman saves first man's sun mission. And she wants to know how big the sun is. We're also getting introduced to all the characters here. So we see Catherine Grant, who is usually the gossip columnist, and she's ogling the hunk, washing the windows. We also see Steve Lombard. He's the sports writer. He asks Lois how she can write that headline when she doesn't know yet that he's done this. Lois says she always writes the headlines before they happen. If you don't know how big the sun is, go away, she says. It's as big as 3,333,000 Earths. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) Imagine 100 billion H-bombs exploding in your face, Miss Lane, per second. I looked it up on my super watch. Amazing. Okay, we're casting. Steve Lombard is Danny McBride. Oh, okay, great. Lois Lane, Zoe Saldana. I think she would be incredible. Oh, she could Lois Lane. She would be the best Lois Lane. Jimmy Olsen. The deadpan delivery. She would be so good as Lois Lane. And she is so... Fierce and amazing. Yeah. I love her. So does Jimmy Olsen come in on a like a jetpack or something? You see this panel as he's walking up. He Is has it a, a jetpack? He has a yeah. helmet and then he's got this thing on his on it and he's and then he puts it down. It looks like it's like a little rocket. To I me, like it. I'm not really sure because like uh, like this whole story and like it all feels like it takes place in like a uh, the Silver Age version of Superman. Yeah. And like because you know we got Cat and Steve and Lois and but right. Jimmy and Jimmy walking up with this jetpack thing. It's just like Jimmy Olsen used to get into weird adventures. Yeah, back with in Superman. The, yeah. yeah exactly. Anyway, I'm casting Jimmy Olsen as Eddie Redmayne. Okay, I think he's too old. He's not. But I think, anyway, I think he's the same age as Zoe, Zalda- Zoe Saldana. I think he's Jimmy's supposed to be like younger than everybody. Is he supposed yeah. to be younger? Okay, well then, I mean, put Tom Holland on it. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so Perry White meets with the team. We see Perry there too. They figured out Luther's plan. So basically, he's invested in water and dammed a bunch of rivers, and he was planning on there being a water shortage because he's messing with this sun mission. The Daily Planet is going to break the story. So we see the headline there, Luther lied. I'm keeping Lawrence Fishburne. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's so mad. I love this panel where we're introduced to the... Where we see the outside of the Daily Planet with, you know, all the birds going by and everything. I just like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's a really good panel. It's really good. 
It's like classic, just like you said, kind of like Silver Age. Superman. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. One thing I've always loved about the Daily Planet video uh, building, in no, no matter what incarnation, it always has the fucking planet. It always right. has yeah. it. On the yeah, then, you um, can't not have it. You got to have it in you there. Have and it. then um, in Superman, the movie, the first one with Christopher Reeves, like I remember he and Lois walk past the planet. It's inside the building, part of the lobby or right. something like okay. that. That's wow. I forgot yeah. about that. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So we cut over to Lex Luthor. So I like how, you know, so far the colors have been pretty vibrant. But then when we cut over to Luther, it's just like red. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that's telling. It's just like bathed Absolutely. in red. Because he's like in this VR world or this VR getup or something like that. Yeah. He's yelling, I'm approaching critical mass. <laughs> just then general. He's in like a ping pong ball suit yeah. that you use when you're doing your, uh, your <laughs> CG capture, work. Yeah, yeah, your motion capture. He's doing um, a mocap suit here. General Lane is approaching. They just got a call from Washington. Something about some journalists, right? So we just saw that thing with the Daily Planet. Fusion will occur in 30 seconds, Lex continues. He tells General Lane to excuse him. He's voice controlling a weapon he designed. He had to time it exactly because it takes nine minutes to reach the sun. We released you from prison so you could work for the country. You fucking idiot. What's wrong with you? We're, we're learning a lot here, and we're also, the art is going to start cutting back and forth between Luther and then what's happening on the Ray Bradbury. And it's red and blue as it's cutting back and forth between the two things, right? And so the st- this is where um, I was like, this is not efficient to write these notes because it's <laughs> this is where it's taking advantage of the storytelling, right? Yeah. I'll do my best to explain it. So... Um, we learn a lot what's happening here uh, from what's happening here with General Lane. I promised I wouldn't waste my intellect on kryptonite robots and elaborate yeah. super death traps. I know that. I, I know I promised So the that. government released him. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's why he's not in prison. But he started to notice lines in the mirror, and he's realized he's getting older, and Superman isn't. Meanwhile, on the ship, the suicide bomb human is blowing up like a balloon and destroying the ship. It says the same stuff that Lex was saying when General Lane walked in reinforcing that what he's doing in the v- vr getup so it's like it's telling you all this through the storytelling you yeah know what i mean like you know Masterful. he was controlling it you know when you come in and he's yelling that stuff you're like this is ridiculous but then you see the monsters saying the same stuff it's all yeah oh yeah ah, no. it's so good it's so it's good God. this says a lot about lex luthor too i love the way they write him yeah i love the way that they portray him visually and 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 all of that i think it's fantastic He's like, I looked, I looked in the mirror at those nasty little spider webs of lines around my eyes, and I realized something. I'm getting older, and he isn't. Yeah. He's having a tough time. Yeah. <laughs> He's a... Uh... He is a human, though. He, he right. is, yeah. yeah. But he, and he can't he stand can't, it. Yeah. So then the monster Billy says... Billy Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> so then the monster says what he was saying. Fusion will occur in 30 seconds. Not, Not if, if I can, I can help, help it. it. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. We reveal dun, dun, dun. What's it, what's their version of Superman. Yeah. Dun, 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 oh. dun, dun, dun. You're doing the Indiana Jones. I know. It always fucking goes. <laughs> <laughs> it always goes there. The Superman one goes. You got to put that in there, John. I love well, not if I can help it. We got to talk about this, right? Yeah. Here's the reveal of Good Superman. Stuff. I mean, we kind of saw him earlier when he was flying, you know, but gosh, I that's don't know. That's what you want to I mean, see yeah, when you're really on cool, a manned yeah. mission to the sun, probably. Yeah. I think that's what you want to see. Yeah. That's yeah. a great reveal right there. 
Um, we get Quietly's version of Superman, which is just very kind of like, he's like regal, but he's also just seems really personable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's Humble. just a, a I'm here lot, to help. Uh, th- there's a lot that comes across in that panel. Kind eyes. Yes. Yeah. He, he comes off as just he like. He safe. He looks so strong. He's everyone's dad. Yeah. yeah. If you had a good dad. If yeah, you had a, a good, bad dad, here's the good guy. dad that you could have had. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But on the same page, we also see Lex's motivation, cutting back to him, talking to General Lane. So if I want to die happy, it's time to get serious about killing Superman, don't you think? Uh, so it's like we got Superman and Lex on the same page, blue and red. Very you Joker know what I mean? Batman. It's He's so like, obsessed. It's, it's, oh my it's God. really nice. You know what yeah. I mean? The storytelling, the layouts of the page, it's it's brilliant. I think he's a little too into him. Now we stay on the Ray Bradbury as the hulking creature attacks Superman. It says, you have no right to limit my ambitions, fascist. No right at all to stand in the way of my self-realization. The purpose of my existence is to explode. So is that what Lex is saying to the general? No. 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 It's not? No. Okay. I was wondering if, um, because he's got the general by the throat Yeah. in the previous panel. I like a... Oh, maybe though, John. I like what Superman said. You misunderstand me. I'm here to help you with that. Blow the hatch, Quentin. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I got. You can explode all you want. We're just gonna do it out here. Yeah, you can blow up all you want. Yeah. Nobody cares. The arts are incredible as they really both tumble good. out of the hatch. Superman's using uh, some eye lasers. Some well, first he uses splashy. his super breath. We didn't talk about the super breath. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He uses the super on the previous breath, yeah. page. Um, and then he uses these. What are these electricity lasers? Is that like a blue Superman reference? I don't know. I tried to look that up. Like, is that electricity? I feel like it's some sort of plasma. Right. Because he's super powered. He's right, right next to yeah. the sun. His powers are so amped up and increased right. and really just kind of blown yeah. out that I think that that's just a thing we've not seen sure, before. It's yeah. meant to be something new and incredible and really just like something you would never even think of. It's almost otherworldly. It's like this like bloppy plasma blast of sun energy. Concentrated through Superman. And it pushes the creature towards the sun where it explodes. And then Superman does this weird thing where he shields the ship from his blast with his own bioelectric field. Okay, here's what I think happened. He wished and willed this to happen so hard Mm -hmm. that it fucking happened. Yeah. Because he's that guy. Right. He's like... Oh my God! The explosion's gonna reach the ship. I sh- I I sure wish I could prevent that from happening somehow. <laughs> He's just like willing it to happen. But isn't like his bioelectric field like? Isn't that the same reason why like he can pick he up can like fly a, and pick like, things? He can pick he, up a helicopter right without it looking like he's doing that right Absolutely. or like a or like a giant ship. Like why doesn't it buckle in the middle? Yes, you know what I yeah, mean? exactly. Because yeah. he's got that he's got bioelectric, the bioelectric field or something like that, right? It's, but I think it's again it's amplified here because of his exposure, his direct exposure to the sun and his yeah. proximity to the sun. I feel like it's it's to the point where it's it's never really extended that far out from him and sure. like visually Sure, yeah. People wouldn't it looks be like, cool. How does she know that? Like you can tell yeah. it's happening. And usually yeah. it's just like kind of you can't really tell it's just happening. Sure, sure. So yeah. I think that that's he's like wishing so hard for this to happen that it happens. Like I think like remember like the movie like Superman two where they all of a sudden get a bunch of powers, and it's just whatever random powers, <laughs> right? I think it's like whatever you think about you wanted to when you're like gaining these powers. It's mm. kind of like, but it's like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like. Well, I mean, I that, don't know. That also showed the greatest Superman power ever. Takes off his shield. The cellophane <laughs> S. Yeah. That's amazing. <sighs> it's like that. 
that was a cool looking scene, but <laughs> so pointless. <laughs> so, but back- I liked this. I liked this kind of extension of Superman. Like, what would it be if it was pushed to the absolute limit? Yeah, yeah. What would it look like? That's fucking cool. What a cool fucking idea. It's really cool. So we cut back to Earth. We get to see like Quintum's lab. Is that Earth? Like, I thought that was a. Uh, Where are we? I thought that was the moon. Maybe it is. It seems like a a space base of okay. some kind. It's like on a, the moon or an asteroid or a different planet, like Mars or something. Yeah. I don't exactly know. So thank you for that. Um, we get, but we get to see like the base or whatever. It's all these like weird spheres. Yeah, it's and... probably the moon. What do you think, Aubrey? Is it the moon? I'm going with the moon. Yeah. So uh, at Quintum's labs, they've run exhaustive tests on Superman. I love his strongman pose where he puts one arm behind his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. I, Just it makes me think so of like sweet. those videos where like a pneumatic tube comes down and crushes different things. That's basically <laughs> what they have him in, right? That's basically what they have him in. They're yeah. like, okay, let's yeah. put. They're like, that's what he's. But he like, and he's twenty quintillion tons, and they still haven't found the upper limit. You're now and... pushing the equivalent of two. Hundred quintillion tons. There you go. Yeah, Superman. But also, like whatever that thing is on, he's also pushing it off its base. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, you're right. Yeah, the screws are coming up out of the ground. Holy shit, I didn't even notice that. You've manifested some new superpowers. That's the that's that was the bioelectric field uh-huh. thing, and maybe the the laser the eyes too. Are, yeah. yeah. So he's. I love, but the strongman poses here, where he's like. You know, the first panel, he's got the arm behind the back, and the second panel, where he's pushing all the way up. That's just such a yeah, classic, like, awesome. yeah. it's just very, I don't uh, know, there's something about it that's just so proper, and it's just sweet. I don't know. There's something, I find that very, like, oh. So, Quintum tells him that his strength seems to have tripled, but there's also bad news. The sun exposed Superman to too much radiation, more than his cells could process. Apoptosis has begun, he says. Cell death. There can only be one outcome, even for you. Apoptosis? Apoptosis. So that is an actual phenomenon, and usually it's a good thing. That's why, um, like, if people are born with, like, webbed feet or webbed hands, mm-hmm. it means that apoptosis didn't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because it gets rid of cells that it's supposed to be necessary. And when it doesn't happen, and that's how, like, cancers can form and sure, something like that, right. you know? Yeah. So um, I thought it was interesting how they use that. But for Superman, that's a bad thing. You know Cell what I mean? death. Yeah. Just one thing, though. I got to sit here and say I love Quentin's jacket. I would love to have oh, one yeah. like that. jacket. Well, look this, at his like, eyes. rainbow yeah. spectrum. His, yeah. Yeah. his yeah. eyes have that similar rainbow spectrum. That's kind yeah. of interesting. It's really cool. Design. Oh, yeah. And Superman can see this, too. He says it looks like tiny fireworks under his skin. Oh, because he has the... Um, yeah, he can he see. Mi- he like, has got microscopic vision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got micro and macro. Yeah. yeah, wow. And Quintum apologizes. He says, "If Superman hadn't gone to save them, none of this would have happened." Luther has used us to kill you. He tells Superman. And so behind them, they're also we're also seeing a visual of the cell death. You know what I mean? So it yeah. starts off where there's a bunch of cells, and then as the scene goes on, then it's just all white. So that's you know what I mean. That's what's going to happen to him. I love, uh, we don't get to see Superman's face, but the way his hands are down like that, I don't know, I just feel like he's reacting to this. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a super being, but he's also, like, he's gained some pretty awful news. He you still know has what incredible I mean? posture, though. Yeah. I think he's taking it like a champ. Yeah. So, we cut We need to... a musician to play Quentin. 1980 Sting. 
that's a good one. Aubrey. Well, if we're if we're going back in time, I would have said Bowie, but oh, okay, oh, there you yeah. go. But I, see, I was just because we were talking about Dune earlier. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> The next scene that we see, Quintum is approaching Superman outside. I did want to talk about this. So he's coming to talk to him. Superman's outside, but he's been outside sta- just standing there or something. Yeah, he's yeah. chilling. You know what I mean? Just like looking out, like I guess processing all of this. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just thought, I found that really powerful. Yeah. They talk and Quintum explains that his DNA project had this goal of building new superhumans in case anything happened to Superman. And he, Superman actually thinks that that's a good idea. Um, we see Agatha, she's reading Superman's DNA. I like her little comment where she goes, oh, it's like Bach. Yeah, you know what I mean? When right. she's, as she's reading it. And she's like, if only she could crack the Krypton code, they could grow a second Superman. Oh, it's like Bach. Like, yeah. I wonder how much crap bullshit McDonald's DNA <laughs> she has to read. Yeah. You know, I wonder how much like horrible yeah. commercial music she has to read. <laughs> I yeah, wonder yeah. how much of that she has to look at before she comes across this guy. And she's like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. Right. We also see some of these experiments that he's talking about. We see these bizarro worker drones and Voyager Titans. This one is mentally preparing itself for centuries of deep space exploration, Quintum tells Superman. And then in his little vial, he's got nanonauts in a little test tube. Learning about the cell and the yoktosphere. These are examples of all his different experiments. And he tells Superman that all this his work was inspired by him. And I did want to talk about Morrison this. Grant Morrison um, Frank. Yes. Grant Morrison. So weird and we love it. I, I like this idea of these Voyager Titans. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. they just go out there. And it's just, instead of a spaceship, it's just like a giant it's a guy. dude. You it's know a giant I mean? dude. Because he's like, we don't have to worry about the weightlessness, you know, the weightless conditions with a giant dude. He can just go out there, right? Yeah. I tried to look, I looked up some of this stuff. And what I found, like when I looked up Yoktosphere, like I don't even know what that is. But I mostly found people bitching about this issue. Um, Who's bitching were about like, this? Because when this issue first came out, a lot of people were like, Oh, fucking Grant Morrison. They just wanted to read like what they thought was just going to be a regular Superman issue. Not that this well, isn't a regular Superman issue. they should all kiss my issue, ass. But they were like, oh, Grant Morrison, the fucking Yoktosphere and Megan Thropes and uh, look at me. I'm... And I found a shit ton of that when I tried they to look. They can all go no. fuck themselves. They, they... And, and yeah. people were specifically citing the this Yoktosphere line in their Oh, uh, I wish comics were less interesting. <laughs> uh, that's you. Oh, oh, I want to see Superman punch a dude. Uh. <laughs> but I did. Um... I wish comics were less awesome. Uh, that's but, you. But, uh. But I do like this kind of stuff. I want to go look this stuff yeah, up. Yeah, this is You know dope. what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, Megan, I went down a whole... This is all I want. I, I want went... all comics to be this. <laughs> yeah. I went down a rabbit hole of Megan Thropes. Nice. It was very interesting. <laughs> so I remember when this uh, when this was coming out, um, I was buying the issues as they were coming out, and I was just I could not yeah. wait How would you until not? the next one came out, and it was just like, oh my God, Anytime these so two good. get together, it's an issue-by-issue basis for me. Yeah. Like... And I think, for the most part, this series is beloved. But I think that when I tried to look up Yoktosphere, I'm just telling There's you... There's a certain population of dumb shits <laughs> who, who suck. Yeah, no, I get you. So if you know what the Yoktosphere is, let me know. Or is that just something made up by Grant Morrison, you know? But Obviously, the thing it's is, made it doesn't even matter because when you're reading the story, like, you get it. You get yeah. it, yeah. That's the point. Yeah. You get a big close-up of a thumb. 
So, you Gorgeous. know, Quintum says with all this uh, technology, they'll find a way to save Superman or replace him if they have to. I thought that was a funny line. And he goes, know? thanks. <laughs> There's always a way. Yeah. He's still looking at his hand, though. I like that Superman gets it. He's he's looking at those tiny fireworks. Yeah, still. yeah. He is. You know what I mean? He's, he's still processing this. Beautiful. Like, I don't know. I think that that's... That's gorgeous. He's he's not taking this lightly. He's you know coming what to I terms mean? with yeah, this. Yeah, he's yeah. coming to terms well, with Well, he knows that. what it means on a broader yeah. scale. He's not thinking about himself. He's thinking about everything yeah Yeah. he says no one must know not yet there are things i have to do first beautiful over at the daily planet great caesar's ghost (laughs) great caesar's ghost harry white is pissed that clark hasn't shown up with his exclusive interview he's gonna fire him in 10 seconds we see a small blip of superman uh, in the sky as we see the daily planet so i want to talk about the page layout right because we see the daily planet with the little blip of Superman, we see Perry, and then we see this kid about to get hit by a car as he's chasing after his he's dog. He's trying to get his dog out of the street, yeah. And then we cut back to Perry, and then we just cut back to Clark again. You Three, know what I mean? Two. But you see Superman coming in right at the behind yep. the tire mm-hmm. there. Oh, Grant Morrison. Oh, man. Frank Quitely. So good, yes. Okay. Frank Quitely, the little zoom line in between the tires man yeah this this this, this, this page this pan this like middle panel right here presses. is probably one of my favorite panels in all of comic books because it's so yeah good it's so it it really perfectly illustrates the Clark Kent Superman dynamic yes cuz he like he walks he trips over cat's purse falls down his glasses, glasses come off he's dropped his papers everywhere he gets back up knocks uh, lombard's coffee out of his hand catches that sets it on the table <laughs> Keeps adjusting his tie. Keeps and, dropping the papers. And slips and falls on his butt as he right. walks into Perry's office. <laughs> I Only in comics. It. Only in comics. I know. Although I would love to see a sequence like this in a movie. Yeah, but even James then. James Gunn, I know you're listening to us. Well, <laughs> even then it wouldn't be this. Oh, right? yeah, of course. Of you course. couldn't pour over it and just love every inch of it the it, way that we're able to do here. And the, oh, Didn't we talk about this like... The last time we just remember, like this is like a type of art. We did talk about that panel where it was similar to that, but I don't think we talked about that specifically. Oh man, maybe it was a YouTube video I saw. But anyway, yeah, apparently this is a particular uh, oh. style of like when you're seeing that you can only when really do in is comics. Occurring. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that's cool. Like you said, like I was. I was staring at this, and it's, yeah, it's really amazing. I'm so glad to hear you gush about this, because in my notes, I put, this is one of the best panels in Superman history. Oh, yeah. In history, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. In comic book history. It's incredible. And because he's doing so much, he's being Superman, and he's consciously being Clark Kent at the same time. It's just so beautiful where he has to, all the little details he puts into it, because he wouldn't trip over someone's purse. He'd go straight through. Yeah. Yeah. He makes a point of being like, oh, there's a purse in the middle of the walkway. I should trip over that. He has to think about that, right? I mean, he has to be like, oh, I've got to drop my glasses and the papers, and I have to, because he wouldn't. He can mm-hmm. catch all that. He would, they would never drop all that stuff. So he has to very carefully drop all those things. But he doesn't want to let this guy spill his coffee. He catches the coffee and places it down. He and places he goes, it down on the table. But then I have to still be, I got to be, uh, I, I, well, I got to pretend to be clumsy still. Oh, yeah. After that. So it's just all so much is happening and it's so it's so Superman. Yeah. I love the the final where he just where slips he falls on his, on his butt. ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's so He's like good. an so eight perfect. foot tall yeah. doofus. Like, where the hell have you been, Kent? But then it pays it off and it shows him that that we that he saved the, the kid. child oh, and yeah. the dog are so both safe. It, it cuts back to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that too. That kid's um, got this and the dog's all like, Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so unaware of anything that just happened. Um, I did want to talk about this from the Absolute Edition. 
It says oh, in the man. there's some great uh, sketches in the back of Frank quietly oh, working on this. Wow. And so what you see is he's thinking about the spine of Superman. You Look know what at I mean? That. And the different types of uh, the way that he would posture himself. So it says here, We wanted his disguise to seem plausible. Generally, Clark Kent is shown as a tall, well-built man whose only difference from Superman is his slicked-back hair and bottle-top glasses. Well, yeah, the glasses. We decided Superman could release his posture so that his shoulders slumped and his spine curved and his belly stuck out. And he could give himself pigeon toes. Rather than a cowardly, sickly milk toast, we decided instead to make Clark too big for his environment. Yeah. He was playing the part of a hulking farm boy who is used to wide open spaces and can't help but bumping into things and tripping over people in the big city. Oh, that's so brilliant. It really oh, is. That's so perfect. That's that's Clark Kent for sure. And you know what else I get from this is when Christopher Reeve, there's the scene in Superman 2. I'm sorry, I keep coming back to Superman 2. He's Clark Kent. They're in the hotel room. All of a sudden, he, his back is to the audience and he kind of stands up. Yeah. And he totally transforms. He turns around. He takes the glasses off. And now he's Superman. And he's totally Superman. He even transforms though he's in the same from clothes. Clark yeah. Kent. He's in the same exact clothes, but he just changes his posture a little bit. He changes his demeanor and his, like, just, he kind of exudes this different sort of, and he's goes from Clark Kent to Superman in that just one second. It's it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Are you, are you talking about the scene where they're in the um, hotel after the um, she jumped to the Niagara Falls? They're in the honeymoon suite. Yeah. Okay. And, and he, he trips into the fire. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's like, what the shit? And so... You know what scene... Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, everybody so, knows. Okay, yeah. but there's a scene in the first Superman movie that's very similar. Like, it's after he flew her around the world, and then he comes in and knocks on the door as Clark Kent. Oh, right. And he takes off his glasses, and he just stands up. He stands up. up. Yes. And it's just like... No, yeah. you're right. That's exactly what I'm talking And then he puts his glasses back on and slumps He's, back down. Yeah. And he goes, well, gee, Lois, we can do blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's that. It's that kind yeah. of, they, you know, Frank Quietly really took that into consideration. I guess maybe he and Grant Morrison probably talked about it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But they took that into consideration and they really, Quietly really, his mastery over anatomy and posture and... Yeah. Attitude, it just it all comes through. There's it's a skeleton. Really incredible. There's a yeah. skeleton in there that would make sense. And, the clothes and that's and why the it looks yeah. and the, the movement and it almost looks like his clothes don't fit him right either. Yeah. 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 And I think well, that's the a... way he moves, but it's static. It's a static drawing, but the way that he moves through oh, yeah. the page. Well, I also like I really appreciate the fact that they, you know, incorporated this clumsiness and his clothes don't fit and he's just a weird posture and all that to him because everybody's like, Ooh, I could tell because Superman just takes off his glasses. I mean it's not just the glasses. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. whole It's the it's an act. Yeah. Yeah. But and then he like the little catching the coffee, like he can't help it. He has to be the good <laughs> I love that. man. He has yeah. to be the good boy. He has to laugh. do the good yeah. thing, the right thing. And that's just so that's Superman. He's sacrificing himself <laughs> for the greater good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut over to Lex. He's getting arrested, and he greets the cops creepily. Like, oh yeah, arrest me! Yeah. I love it. I'd love. He that. holds his hands if out he could to arrest be cuffed. Me, that would be great. He says. Thank God, it's for my own good. I realize that. Put me away, boys, before I do something really terrible to Superman. Okay, if we couldn't get Billy Zane, I wonder if Bob Odenkirk. Wow, okay. Okay. That's an interesting choice for Lex. Yeah. Whoa. I like it. Yeah. I also think Brian Cranston would be a good Lex. Mm, yeah, you don't think but so? But I feel like everyone would be like expecting that, but he would do a great job. Okay. <clears throat> it's a little too on the nose. It's a bit on the nose. So we have this epilogue with Clark and Lois. He's got yeah. his toes turned inward on right. this page. Yeah, his there feet you go. are kind of turned inward That's there. That's that pigeon toes yeah. that we were talking about. He's like eight feet tall with his like, feet <clears throat> like pointing inward at each other. 
So they're talking about how Lux got arrested, and she's saying that he could go to the electric chair. And this leads Clark to talking about, Can you oh, believe he was well, smiling when he walked into custody? Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, do you ever worry about death, Lois? Like, what if, we, what if I was dying? And she's like, who's dying? Don't be morbid, Clark. Anyway, a big country lummox like you, your skill for self-preservation is almost a superpower in itself, she says. <laughs> and so... Um, did you realize that Clark is saving this guy's life? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's saving his life from this thing that's about to fall and hit him. So we see... Even, he runs into him on purpose. Even if you look in this first panel, you see it dangling down. Yeah. This little muffler. It's so much... God, so much storytelling is going on here. Uh, so he bumps into this guy, and he's well, actually... Well, I don't think he bumps into him. I think he allows that man to bump into him, because if he were to bump into someone, he would almost surely kill him. Oh, right. So yeah. he lets that man run into him. Right. It's probably exactly. like running into a fucking He doesn't get out of wall. the way, yeah. No, exactly. And, uh... Clumsy idiot, your boyfriend's an idiot. And then this muffler <laughs> falls, and falls right where that guy would have been. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, How, how dare you? He's not my idiot. Why, well, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Lois. Lois. <laughs> he goes, uh, I just don't know where my self-esteem would be with Without you. Alone in front of the television. Thanks for carrying all this stuff, Clark. And he's like, well, Lois, there was something I wanted to tell you, and... This is about the trial coverage. We can go over all that manana. Uh, I have to fly, Clark. Lois, please stop talking for just one second. I have something to tell you. The Superman. Yeah, he's opening the shirt. He's doing the classic. The uh, classic so good. Superman oh, yeah. logo with the shirt and the tie. Yeah. Yeah. And the oranges are all on the ground. Yeah. I can't really tell good. you how many times when I was a kid I took off a button up shirt and I always did it like that. <laughs> how many buttons did you have to sew back on your shirt? Oh, well, I mean, none. Um, <laughs> I was a kid. Parents did that. <laughs> Boo. No, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, you know, it would be like, you know, taking it off. And oh, but you, it yeah. would unbutton itself. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right on. That's fun. Or if you have snaps, if I have a snap shirt. Oh, the oh, snap shirt, snap you got to take it best. off like that. Yeah, for sure. But so, what we talked about earlier when he says Lois. <laughs> Please stop talking for just one second. He's yeah. the posture changes. He's taking off the glasses. The posture changes. Yeah, exactly. Like his demeanor changes. You can it's see. It's really it. good. You yeah. Can tell. So we see. Uh, let's talk about this issue two cover. Okay. Wait. I'm not there yet. Hold on. I'm sorry. So we get this kind of like somewhat ominous cover. Amazing. I really like this. Right. Awesome. I love Lois Lane with a ray gun, <laughs> and I love Superman hunched over tinkering a weird lab yeah. table, and ah, oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's great cover. Really Can you good. guess the secret of Superman's forbidden room? It feels so old school, yeah. right? Like when you were a kid and you were like, oh, a comic book. So we open with Lois. She's in her car. And I love this because it, it's like it looks like she's driving. Then it zooms out and we see that her car is flying. And then we zoom out even more and Superman's <laughs> carrying the car on his back. It's a nice progression on the page. He's flying her to the Fortress of Solitude. I like how she does not believe that he's Clark Kent. <laughs> the whole time, oh, she's, she's like, the, she, she doesn't believe that it's real, right? I yeah. just don't believe you, Superman. She's been I gaslighted for Clark so Kent. many years, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Sucks. She doesn't know what to believe. When I looked this up, it said it was non-continuity, you know what I mean? So this is not really in continuity, but it does relay the fact it's that head she... head for me. She said she's tried to prove that it was Clark for a long time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's something that we've seen in the she, movies yeah, exactly. and we've seen, seen in the previous been. comics. Can well, we appreciate Frank Whiteley's sense of scale? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Well, I mean, this just kind of goes back to what I was thinking, like, this is more like the Silver Age, kind of like a, a modern Silver Age Superman. You were saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, because, like, you know, that was something that she kept trying to do um, was trying to prove he was Superman. And, you know, it was always like, it, even going back to the... Um, the George Reeves TV show, like he'd be like, "Oh, Lois," and then he'd wink to the audience. Uh, like we all know that <laughs> Clark know. is Superman. 
but yeah, I mean, and, and I love this. You know, it's just, it's just wonderful. So Superman's flying her to the Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. And she talks about the big Fortress of Solitude. What happened to the key? big golden key, <laughs> the one he used to have? Her face. I didn't think it was secure enough. He says. Yeah. The new key to my Fortress of Solitude is right here. And it's like a little it's regular tiny. key. It's a regular yeah, size yeah. key. But it's kind of glowing. Yeah. So I feel like we're about to figure out what that is. We also see these Superman robots, Super right? Superbots, John. So that's something from the Silver Age comics, too. He always had these, um, they would stand in for him. Yeah. You know I mean, these robots. I like his swagger into the Fortress yeah. of Solitude. His kind of jaunty, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's impressive. Lowe's. And, uh. And he's like, yeah, fix her car. I, I, I smelled, smelled the, yeah. <laughs> I smelled I a smelled crack a in, the in the engine block, block or whatever, yeah. And the four robots go and just pick up each side of the car. I like how they pick it up. They don't drive it in. They pick it, they're they're going <laughs> to carry it in. It was so good. So you and Batman nixed the Toy Man's plan to turn Gotham City into his own personal Disneyland of death. How is he? Batman? Great. You know Batman. Uh, Robin? Great kid. I always wondered if I should have taken a partner. Okay. <laughs> you? No one can keep up. But uh, Like, he can't be safe, Superman. Unless I'm witnessing another one of your there's more to this than meets the eye moments. Well, try it if you like, Lois, but be careful. It's extremely heavy. She cannot lift it. And so when he lifts it, it's creating these cracks. She's trying to lift it up, and it creates cracks in the... Right. Whatever concrete or stone or whatever that material is. It's made of super dense dwarf star material and weighs half a million tons. I'm the only person on Earth who can lift it. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here to see. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking cool. I want all of that all day long in my Superman comics. That's what I fucking want. I want him to say, this key is made of super dense dwarf star material and weighs half a million tons and I'm the only person who can fucking lift it. And I want a big panel with hyper details right. showing me that. Yes. And look at his hands straining to lift it. Look at the bones right. and everything. You can mm-hmm. kind of see that it's heavy form. You can see form, that yeah. it's, it, it, he's, he's like expending effort to lift this key up and the little indentation that the key made on the ground and everything. Yeah. I love it. When you spend all day saving the world, you need somewhere to relax. Superman's Forbidden Room. Uh, so there's a couple things. Obviously, I got to talk about all this stuff here in the Fortress of Solitude. There's so many Easter eggs. Uh, we see the bottle city of Candor. Do you want to talk about that, Aubrey? I'm going to throw it to you for this. Candor was a city on Krypton that Brainiac shrank and put in a bottle and kept in his collection, and Superman snatched it back from him. There you go. And he's been trying to resize them, and sometimes he does, and then, uh, yeah, and then sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big old penny. It's like the Batcave penny. It's like the Batcave penny. But it's a different penny. penny. But it's a different penny. Okay, so it's the bad penny. It's the it's the bad penny. Um, this appears in Action Comics two forty one. It's one of the first issues where we get to see the Fortress of Solitude. I think it's the first issue where they show the giant key. When they show the Fortress of Solitude in that issue, there are different rooms. There's like a Batman room and a Lois room. It's really kind of weird. Yeah. And in those rooms, he has statues of all of them, and you see the different statues are here I on hate a chessboard. It on a chessboard. But in that issue, they're in the different rooms. And so in the Batman room, he had this penny, and he says, ah, this is a souvenir from when me and Batman fought Joker in the bad penny crimes. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, so they carry that over here. There's a space shuttle? That's the Columbia. 
So the, the Columbia tragically yeah, was yeah, destroyed yeah, in no, 2003. Yeah, so yeah. in this universe, he, I guess, saved it. The other thing that's in here wow. is the Titanic. That's the wow. Titanic in the background. I was wondering that. <laughs> yeah. So the Titanic is also in there. Um, I guess he salvaged that from the bottom of the ocean, or I don't know what happened, Jeez. right? He must have put it back together, too, because the back half is all smashed to pieces. Right. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out what this thing in the middle was. I figured it was like a Kryptonian battle suit or something like that. Oh, uh, that's a... I asked Jerry Turnbull. I asked Matt Strackvine, and no one could definitively tell me for sure. What do you think? I'm going to go with a Kryptonian battle suit. Yeah, let maybe, me know. maybe even a power suit, like a lifter, um, you know, like an alien suit. Something I like, like that. that. I like that um, it looks like a like a movie DVD box. Oh yeah, the here. the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. They also did that on the previous issue, and then this little bubble, little vehicle that is a time bubble that is usually used by the. It's a time travel device used by the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. Um, and there's a great Legion of Superheroes Superman story that I love um, that I talked about last time, and uh, I think they they use a time bubble in that story. Yeah, I think those are all the Easter eggs in here. We see a lot of the lot more of those Superman robots too. I like that Lois Lane has a human body that could exist in the real world. Yeah, yeah. I so like that. we see she Lois looks like a person. Um, she's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, so she starts documenting all of this as you would, right? Um, she's also working on a story while she's there, but it provides us with thought boxes for her. Yeah, right. So it lets us know what she's thinking. So Superman's so, bathroom. I bet the floors are heated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh, right. I bet, they are. I bet it's the fanciest, nicest bathroom. I would love to take a shower in that bathroom. She is living life. You know what I'm saying? But um, bidet, all of that. But I think like the thought boxes, they pr- they have context. They're not just thought boxes because they're what she's writing. Right. Yeah. No. Yes. You know yeah. What I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, you know. Again, she's typing this yeah, on her computer. I like that. Um, it's an X Files situation. She's got her her yeah. little glasses on. And so <laughs> it's a Doogie Howser situation. <laughs> what we learn is that she's finding all this really weird. She's trying to figure out why Superman would bring her here, and she says maybe this is where Superman's girlfriend gets what she always wanted. She wonders when she ages and he doesn't, will he still say things like, these are for you. I picked them on Alpha Centauri 4. They're singing, the little plants. Yeah. It's like a little plant that's singing to her. It's like a little glowing green thing. I don't know. That's cute. That's sweet. I love it. I don't think Superman will ever grow tired of Lois, no matter what she looks like as she gets older. And all right. That. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's like, uh, you know, remember that scene in uh, Highlander? Mm-hmm. Where uh, Connor stays young, but his first wife dies as an old lady in yeah. his arm. Yeah, I think it'd be like yeah, that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I. Totally but no, agree, I mean, you Aubrey, would yeah. wonder. Yeah. You would wonder that. You know, if Superman not Al- me, I'd be like, "You're gonna be married to an old old lady. You're gonna <laughs> like it." <laughs> Superman also shows her his armory. It seems like he's kind of proud of it too. He's like, "You might think this is a modern art museum, but it's actually." <laughs> I would be psyched. I would be so psyched. I'd be like, what is this big cube that looks like outer space? Tell me about this. He's like, most of it is weapons of total destruction. (laughs) Great. The galaxy's deadliest weapons of total destruction. There are things here that can even hurt me, like this kryptonite laser. exactly. I feel like he is specifically doing this. I feel sure. like he knows what's going okay. to happen, that he that she's going to be paranoid about this situation. Hmm. And he's okay. like, 
here's some things you could I thought use it was just a, I thought he was just making a remark as he shows it off. I, I really I, feel like he's could specifically be one. saying yeah, could be either one. that for her benefit. The writing like, is so clever. By the yeah. way, in case you're freaked out, here's a laser that could definitely hurt me. Of course it doesn't. I, I also like how she, I, I hope none of your enemies ever find a way in here, Superman. Or art critics. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, well, you, girl, I hope no fashion critics find your dress because that is like real bulgy and bunchy at the bottom there. You need a hem. You need a hem that. You need a tailor to get on the yeah. case because that is does not fall correctly. Oh, yeah, but I didn't I didn't even think to look up what this giant thing is. I bet you that's something. Arg, I'm angry now that I don't know what that is. Somebody let me know what What's that this is. big cube. That big cube, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Just what is it? cube with a cosmos in it almost cosmic like cube. <laughs> it might be this thing um it might be this thing called quirk okay or something like that i think uh i'll throw that out there that's what i think it might be um because i did see that while i was looking up well some stuff i like for this. it so anyway let me know if i'm right on that only my friends are allowed in here right. Lois. i especially wanted you to see what i've been doing with the old place but she doesn't really seem impressed and she's still trying to figure this out she's and she, suspicious and she even asked she goes no lasting effects from your bath in this heart of the sun then and superman responds never better and he's like let let me show you my new time telescope <laughs> You know, so he kind of redirects her over here. She's Lois Lane. She's she's suspicious. She's trying yeah. to get the scoop. She wants to know what's the story. She's got a very analytical mind. She's like, what is this? What's going on here? She's connecting the dots. She's smart. She knows what's up. So uh, this time telescope. Imagine I was able to c- contact my successors and enlist their aid to help prevent threats before they even occurred. Right. And so we see a transmission from Cal Kent, the Superman from 853,450 A.D., his uniform is a little different. It's kind of like these ovals cool. or whatever, yeah. yeah, instead of the Superman He's sigil. talking about how they fought Solaris, the tyrant's son, right. in the year 500,000. Superman says the fortress is like a time capsule. One day, one future man or woman will open that door with that key. When they do, I want them to know how it felt to live at the dawn of the age of superheroes. Man. Um, we also get a fun scene here where... Uh, Superman shows her the Sun Eater that he has. Cute. Um, So pre-Crisis Sun Eaters first appeared in Adventure Comics 352, um, and they were a name given to a weapon created by the Controllers to destroy stars. I like how he's coming into this. Well, the Phantom Zone map room's pretty dull unless you can see radio-negative antennas. How about this guy? (laughs) He's a baby sun eater. I caught him prowling around the orbit of Jupiter. And she's like, oh, what do you feed him? Well, suns, of course. Miniature suns I create here on the cosmic anvil from New Olympus. Nom, 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 nom. Give me this. Give me more of this. (laughs) This is so good. I want this yeah. constantly. I lo- I crave this. this I is a great love page. this. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. I think this solar hammer comes back. I think that, that, that this is the first appearance of all of this stuff, the cosmic anvil and the, the hammer, but I think they actually brought the hammer back yeah. in a later comic. Or He's showing off a little okay. bit. I feel like when you bring your date to your house, yeah. you're like, Oh, and look at this thing. Yeah, check this, this out. Look at this. Oh, this record is when you pull the record out of the sea. This is a rare record. <laughs> this is a, and it's a you put the record on. You know this, what I mean? This is his equivalent of feeding the fish. He's like, He's like, oh, look out, Lois. Watch out while I do this thing yeah. on this really impressive, cool thing. And he's like, there you go. You know, feeding sons to a monster. Like, oh. you know, I just, this whole page is amazing on a, a character level. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awesome on a, I can't believe I'm reading a comic book 
that is this good level. Yeah. It's just everything that you want out of these characters, out of comic books in general, out of art, out of writing. Yeah. And it's uh it's that's that's what you want when you fucking read comics. Incredible. While Superman is feeding the Sun Eater, Lois notices the open door to another room, and so she, she would. A, she sneaks a peek in there. God, only Lois fucking Lane would be watching this and be like, "I bet there's something up. I bet yeah. there's something going on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking well, I mean, sneak around and yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying is that I think they do a good job of being like right. she's not distracted by any of this. And so when she looks inside, what what does she see in there? Some fucked uh, up shit. It's pretty fucked up. A uh, robot Superman is doing some stuff. There's like an X-ray of a skeleton and a female form. Well, it's that her. looks like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all her information. Like her it's genetic like and her DNA and information. And yeah. yeah. And Superman's like, it's not what you think, Lois. Don't go in there. You can go anywhere in the fortress, but this room is off limits. Ominous and imposing. Very like it's With kind the red of background. yeah, red yeah. background and kind of like it's kind of shady. He looks kind of like cold and imposing, yeah. and it's very like. It's that uh, camera angle where they put it on a tilt. Dutch it's called angle. The Dutch angle. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a Dutch angle on it, and you're meant to be like, ooh, yeah. spooky. But it's, I feel like that's just a red herring. Obviously, it's going to be fine. It's right. Superman. He's fine. He's like, trust me, and let me show you my genetic library. I use Brainiac's shrinking ray to store living samples of every threatened species within 100 light years in a single drawer. But he also says, report for repair, please, Robot 7. So the robot left the door open. And so he's like, you need to go to get a repair because you just fucked my shit up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But uh, the Brainiac shrinking ray, that's the same shrinking ray that was used for the city of Kandor, right? So later on the Titanic. Okay. (laughs) Having their dinner or whatever, yeah. You got to put some of that music in. Oh, okay. Some of the flute music. (laughs) Lois comments on how she's the best investigative journalist in the world, and she couldn't find any evidence that Clark was Superman. And He's fucking Superman. And Superman, <laughs> uh, Superman shows up in his sweet fourth age Kryptonian sex robe. <laughs> his eyes white shut robe. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> he says he sewed it himself. His trip to the sun not only increased his strength, but also his curiosity, imagination, and creativity. So he's just making robes and stuff. But Lois is still waiting for the joke to be revealed. She's still suspicious. And in the page layout, when we get panels from her point of view, Superman is in black and white. Right? So it starts setting this up. At first I was like, what is this? You know, I kind of forgot that this was That's in how here. she sees things. Yeah. She's right. like... I <laughs> mean, when I first... When I was like, I was like wait, did... did do you forget to color this in my yeah. comic? Superman tries to re- redirect her, mentioning how he cooked the menu from the Titanic for them, right? They're on the Titanic, and he cooked the menu from there. How do you take a caviar, sir? No caviar for me, thanks. Never did like it much. The black and white thing versus the color thing, I thought it was supposed to illustrate, like, the way that Superman sees all these spectrums of of time and humanity, and, and he kind of can... Okay. He kind of is looking at the world from this like top down he has all this knowledge and he's kind of he knows the situation he knows what's happening to him he knows what's going and his powers are very amped up and she's coming at it from she's just a human and she's in this situation where she can only see it from one dimension how else is she supposed to take all of this so she's overwhelmed and she's like i'm supposed to be the best there is at what i do and i still couldn't figure this out so i felt like it was just from her perspective of like she's kind of in the dark she can only see things in terms of black and white she can't see things from his perspective because mm. she's not 
him. She's not the Kryptonian. Well, and she's also not in the loop. She doesn't she's know what's going on. Right. Yeah. So I kind of thought it was like just supposed to illustrate just the the vast distinction, like the length that's between these two beings and right. how she like how she could react in this very extreme yeah. way that she's about to react. I think that that's kind of trying to it's a very dramatic sort of way to sh- let the reader know sure. that she's coming from a very different point of view. Okay. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. Um, but, you know, he also wants to address her concern, and he says, Lois, please, I am Clark. Aren't you happy your suspicions were right all along? Why would I be happy? What about the time Clark was a witness in the boss Grimaldi trial, yeah. and you accompanied him everywhere as his bodyguard? Batman was standing in for me. Okay, the time that Clark presented you with a Metropolis Man of the Millennium Award? Robot. Robot. <laughs> okay, great. How frustrating would that be? He's like, oh, yeah, we lied to you in increasingly elaborate ways. Right. Well, Great. he says, uh, he says all those ruses were to protect you. Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same person. I swear I wouldn't lie to you. If this was all a ruse, then that means that you've been lying to me for years. Why confide in me now, after all this time? And he's like, I can't tell you why, Lois. You just have to trust me. Said with such conviction, she responds, you're acting very strangely, Superman, and I'm not sure I like it. And she gets up and she leaves from the table, and then the thought box, or her journaling, says, it was the first time I'd seen our whole freakish relationship in stark black and white. So it's kind of, that's also... She's kind of freaked out. that up, too. Yeah. Yeah. But understandably a little bit, I feel, she's she's freaked out, but it's with... Like, we know what Superman's position is, right. his point of view. We know what his situation is, so we feel bad for him in this moment. But I also feel bad for Lois Lane because, I mean, what the fuck? That would be a big mind fuck. If you were all of a sudden like, if I was like, are you sure you're not whatever? Are you sure you're not whatever? I think you might be whatever. And I'm like going crazy trying to prove that this is whatever. And then you're like, by the way, I am. I'm whatever. I use robots and my friends to trick you and fool you into believe and lie to you and make you believe that you your suspicions were not true. But. You were right all along, even though I went through all these yeah, elaborate measures yeah. to make sure that you felt crazy. That would be fucked up. So you know, I do see her point of view, too. They actually kind of address a little bit of that in uh, Smallville. They're like... Oh, do they? Yeah, they're like, if, if you are this person, that means you've been lying to all your friends and family that you that trust you and love you, yeah. and you've been lying to them for years. Right. But to be fair, there's no other situation like this on planet Earth. And right. Superman oh, yeah, is literally doing this for their own good. I mean, in most cases, when you're like, I did it for your own good. That's fucked up and bad. But when he says it, it, okay, it's it's actually true. Like, so this is kind of the one time where yeah. it's like, no, but really it was for your own good kind of yeah. deal. So it's kind of, it's not a good yeah. situation for yeah. anybody. And you really feel the tension in this yeah. scene because you're like, I don't know. Right. I really like that. And, you know, coming back around to those black and white panels, you know, it's almost like she's an investigative journalist. Yeah. So I feel like. She's almost scanning it like a robot. Like she's like, let me take out all the color, all the distractions. I'm just looking at this like totally factual and just like. It also kind of is what it feels yeah. like when you're having a panic attack. Right. Oh exactly. yeah. That's everything what I mean. sort of shifts and like it gets really like, th- like everything's drained like when of you're color. Freaked out yeah. and you're really like aware of your situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. You do kind of see things like that. Yeah, and it's I mean? very. Ugh. And so I kind of feel like that's the situation here, and like you, you know. The rest of the scene would be ridiculous without that. Yeah. And I love that they took the time to build that tension and, and, and build that kind of, you know, yeah. that situation with her. Because I, I'm glad they didn't just gloss over it. 
That's yeah. a very human reaction. Sure. Of like, I'm sure that she'll be able to deal with it, but in this moment, it's very fun. He's trying to have like a romantic dinner with her and all this stuff, and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's yeah. very, you know. Yeah. He's like, I got my sex robes on. It's very, <laughs> I got my Ric Flair, my Ric Flair robes on. So <sighs> Lois goes back to her journaling, and now she's pretty freaked out. She's wondering a lot about that weird room that she saw, and Superman keeps sneaking off to it. And over with Superman, he addresses the Mirror of Truth. Um, and we actually saw this earlier when he was showing her the time telescope. It was in the background of that scene. I'm not sure if this is the same as the Truth Mirror. So this is the Mirror of Truth. There was also it the might Truth be. Mirror. I mean, they sound very similar. But the 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 Truth Mirror had a it was square and it had a green border. Anyway, maybe it can shape shift. Um, this is from Action Comics two sixty nine from nineteen sixty. But in that in that whole story, okay, so that mirror was supposedly owned by Merlin the Magician. Nice. And so it, it would, definitely can shape shift. It would reflect the true nature of whoever was reflected in it. But in that issue, Superman looks in there and and it's Clark, and Lois figures out that it's Clark. And then he tricks her again. Then he shows her the mirror again, but he's taken out the mirror and put something else back there. And he's like, look, sometimes it lies to you, too. You can't trust it and all this kind of stuff. He's like, it's the mirror of truth and also the mirror of lies or some shit like that. <laughs> so he's still fucking making it. It's no Dip wonder. Shit. But anyway, I don't know if this is the same mirror or not, but well, it's, it's the mirror of truth. I mean, it could be because, I, like, look, he's standing there in front of the mirror and he's slouched over. He's got his Clark Kent glasses on. and then, But in the mirror, it's showing him, yeah. you know, chest back head that's up that's the truth yeah he's, he's the that's paragon. the lie is yeah. the is clark kent he's he's yeah. the paragon you know there in the mirror and yeah i love that yeah i'm so glad that's you point a great that out. panel it's really cool yeah. so she's typing up her notes she's got her tea well and what she, kind of tea is lois lane drinking um she's well, an earl gray girl all the way i think i don't know i mean i bet you he has some fucking bomb teas i'd be like <laughs> fuck man i want to try antarctic root or whatever i don't know you know oh you're I mean? thinking too small probably <laughs> oh, other planets space tea. Tea. Yeah, yeah. Space, oh, space tea. Sure. yeah fuck yeah i mean he went and got her planets he went and got her flowers from a centaur, <laughs> yeah. a centaur Look, now that you mention it she's got some glowing fauna yeah some glowing flowers there. here yeah, right there um that's really nice but so as we're cutting back between lois getting more and more freaked out and then clark trying to i like her action pose she's like yeah. I can't type notes anymore. It's time for action. Right. I love that. <laughs> but he's looking in the mirror and he's like, how can I tell her that I did all this because this might be our last time? You know, right. Together. Yeah. But with her, she's saying, what if there was really some part of him that was bumbling oafish Clark Kent? But the mirror of truth is showing us that it's not. It's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I love that. It's His toes are turned in. He's yeah. Smashing. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole... The whole progression of these panels and it going back and forth between the two of them, it's brilliant. He abandons the glasses on the ground as he walks out of the room. Yeah. Incredible. At full paranoia now, Lois sneaks around, making her way back to the armory to get a weapon to protect herself from Superman. Just then, uh, on the time telescope, another Superman successor shows up. A bandage one. I love this (laughs) Right. Oh man, it's just the right amount of... Of, of creepy and amazing yeah. that I want from my comic books. I'm like, oh, this is so engaging. It's just so fascinating. And I'm immediately just drawn into this. So we see this bandaged Superman. He's got a question mark sigil. Oh, that's so cool. I am the unknown Superman of 4,500 AD. It is terrible. Darkness is here, but you can ask me three questions. Right. And so she's like, will Superman and I ever marry and have children? I need to know. 
And he says, the horrible answer is before you. Oh, my God. So they did, right? And he goes, and now my question. Future must know. Great conundrum. It's like cutting in and out. She's like, like wait, 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 what do you mean? mean? What, what? Answer first. Reception poor. Here, listen carefully. Who? Who was J-Lo? <laughs> Incredible. I like how the robots are like, Something's, something wrong? You got to come over? Yeah. You want to come with us, Superman? You got to get out of here. So, um... I love this. This is a pop culture reference from 18 years ago, and it's still relevant. Mm. J-Lo is still, she's still in the, in doing her thing. Yes. Um, Jennifer Lynn Affleck, actually, now. As yeah, now she's, now she's taking trips to donkeys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot that she was a, she was a fly girl on In Living Color. Oh, yeah, back in the day. Was she? To, yeah, that's how she, she regarded. I she was a fly girl that. on In Living wow. Color. Wow. That's how she started off on TV. Was, that was her first thing. And from there... Um, now she's the highest paid Hispanic actress in Hollywood. Hey, how about that? There you go. I really, yeah. I really like her in The Cell and um, Never Saw It. Out of Sight. Never Saw That. Oh, both of those are good. Yeah. Oh, out of I don't sight. think I've seen anything with her in it. Selena is good also. Um, never you know, if you've never seen that. That's out of Sight is one. like really good. Oh, you've never, seen, same... you've never seen the first Anaconda? No. Oh, oh my God. I have seen that. You gotta see Ooh, that. I don't think I've seen anything with her in it. <laughs> trying to think oh well out of sight is uh came out the same year as jackie brown and it's based on a book Love from the, jackie brown it's based on a book from the same author and so okay. it kind of they kind of set it in the same jackie brown jackie universe brown. yeah there's one character in there that i don't want to spoil but he's in both movies okay playing the same character playing the same character oh okay yeah all right who uh, was J-Lo. Yeah. yeah I like how the robots coming in. They're like, hey, do you need help getting out of this yeah. room? Maybe you should get... I'll get. Maybe you want help wanna, getting out of they here? They want to take her back to Superman. Maybe you should get out of this room now. So that freaks her out even more. I'm, I'm fine. Seriously, I don't need any help. Thank you. She thinks the unknown Superman is him, is this Superman. Right. And he's all deformed and weird, and he's going to use her to make these future Supermen. And so she picks up the kryptonite laser, and she starts calling out for Superman. I love this uh, sequence with her, like, running around with a ray gun and turning corners, and it's just, like, classic paranoid sci-fi scene of, ah, it's so good. And it's getting more red, too. Like, the the panel progression, I feel, is adding to this, like, panic. It's it's getting more hectic, too. Like, the close-up on her face as she's turning the corner with the ray gun, and it's just very, it's just so classic. I love it. I like how the door says, keep out Superman at work. That, I, yes, when I was, yeah. I was uh, rereading it today, actually, and I was, I was... It was so delightful. I had yeah. to stop John and interrupt what he was doing, and, and I just was like <laughs> cackling. Keep out Superman at work. Love it. So she's calling out for him, and she's like, are you there? And we see the door coming up. We see his feet. I like how she's know. tied up her dress yeah. so that she can yeah. run easier, and she's like in full battle stance mode here. Yeah, and she's, yeah. she's ready to take out Superman. So he opens her the door. Her boyfriend's yes, Superman. exactly. How would she get out of there? She's th- going to think about that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right now, she's having, the robots would help her hey, get a car. Hey, they fixed her car. Yeah, I guess you're right. So uh, I like how the laser like lifts her up off the she ground. She blasts kind him of. with this kryptonite laser, yeah. So good. The action is so good. And she's immediately like, oh my god, what have I done? And Superman's like, interesting way to discover I've become immune to the green kryptonite radiation. Tickles. Oh my god. If he was a bad guy, that would that be would, super that fucking would freak, scary. That would be freaking. <laughs> that would be so fucking scary. But as we know, he's not a bad guy because everything's not blacked out, and we don't only see little dots where his laser eyes are starting, sure, fire, yeah, uh, yeah. starting to fire up. So, but her, she's immediately snapped out of her paranoid anger, and she's like, "Oh fuck, what am I right, doing? I'm right. about, I'm trying to bat. That would make my blood go cold. 
Yeah. I would be like, ugh. <laughs> Am I trying to battle Superman right now? Maybe I should not yeah. do that. But she's all fired up. Like, she's ready to fucking take him on. Yeah, it's great. That's why we love Lois Lane. I like how he just so gingerly takes it from her. So gently. He's still got the smoke from the green kryptonite radiation yeah. coming off of him. The and he's look like, on his face. Thinks, Let me take that from you, Lois. Yeah. Mind if I just take that from yeah. you? Yeah. And so his face, the exact expression of his face, like the way the eyebrows go ever so slightly up. Yeah. And the way that she looks so upset and ashamed. Right. Just yeah. the, the body language here between these two people. He is all at once forgiving her and trying to gently help her and yeah. just yeah. sort of de-escalate like, this as quickly as possible and he's, and he's talking about like the the robot left the door open and had these chemicals that can cause visual distortions and extreme paranoid reactions right she's ready to kind of reconcile with him you can kind of see like, well she's her. like that awful dissecting machine and he's like that's a sewing machine it's got diamond tip needles and it's weaving indestructible thread I love out her, of light. Uh, her reaction, the way she's got her hands up on her face like yeah. that is like that's so good. It's really um, good. She's like she's like, kind of coming coming to react yeah. a little bit, yeah. but she's like, "What are you talking about? You almost spoiled my surprise." But I guess you can come in now. Superman says, "These new exogenes I've been making allow a human being to duplicate my powers for twenty four hours. I was trying to keep it a secret, like uh, that identity of mine." And <laughs> we can joke about it now. But this is for you. And he gives her this little vial, and then he unveils this costume, right? Happy he goes, birthday, Lois Lane. And it's her super suit, right? It's the Lois Lane super suit. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, her facial reactions in all of this really on these, good. On these uh, last couple of panels are, like, really great. Yeah. 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 I love that her hand goes to her heart there. Right. Oh. Yeah. So sweet. Like you said, uh, I don't know which one of you were, was saying it, but they could have gone straight to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they had to take an issue to reconcile all the fucking baggage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It, 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 it had to happen. There's no way that you can go from I love point that. A to point B without it being ridiculous. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Well, you can't just be yeah. like, oh, by the way, I and, fucked you up on purpose. Like, yeah. And it, comic fans would go like, what? Lois yeah. is just fine with all of this? She wouldn't this be. This is not the Lois. She's, that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. She's Lois exactly. fucking lame. You have to reconcile with She would shoot him point. with a kryptonite gun yes, before exactly. she forgave him. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I thought that, that was really cool because like, and it makes you want to get to the next issue. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's, that's when I was kind of like, man, yeah. we're only going to do two issues, but there's so much. I know. There really it really is. is yeah. There's so much. And I, there's stuff that I missed. There's yeah. stuff that you guys caught that I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. Same. That's why it's a book yeah. club. That's yeah, why it's exactly. a book club. And I'm sure that there are things that our listeners want to chime in on. We would love it if you'd send us, hey, damn guys. Yeah. That's an email or a, a comment on the social medias and talk to us about it. What was your... What were your favorite parts about this? What did it remind you of? What are some moments that you really were? Yeah. What, did you, what are some details that you caught? Or did you go, ah, the Yoktosphere? Oh, God. That's bullshit. Or are you a total fucking dipshit? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no like, but oh. I, 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 like you were saying, I like that they took the time to go through all of this before we moved on to the next incredible, amazing, yeah. fantastic thing, you well, know, in the series. I like how it's been like two issues and the most action that's happened is at the beginning of the first one where that mutant thing was about to explode. Yeah. But, you know, we haven't seen Superman throw a punch. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we've seen him save a kid and a cup of coffee. Um, there's been a ton, <laughs> but there's been a ton of action in this. Yeah. There's been so much action. Oh, no, no, there's I mean, been... it, but it, the story's never felt boring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so much it, exciting shit. You know, uh, that's what I want to say out of my Superman shit. He's a fucking cosmic being. He could go anywhere and do anything. Like, why is he just... Anyway, I like that we see all this... 
whatever sun eater and and yeah. weird r- rooms and yeah. weird gadgets and she's you would be kind of paranoid you take a shower in superman's bathroom and you're hanging out in superman's bedroom and there's weird flowers and robots and you're just you would go a little bit crazy yeah. you especially would. if you smelled some alien chemicals that <laughs> cause paranoia but she would i don't think it i think that that's all it would take to be paranoid is to be there yeah, no, and be I agree. like what the fuck is going on what is happening right now He's not who he said he was. What is going on? And yeah, like you know, like you said, I yeah. I really appreciate that they took the time to slow it down and 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 work that out beat by beat. And Superman has to deal with it too. He has to come to terms with himself, and 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 the mantle of Clark Kent and the mantle of Superman. And he's dying, and she doesn't know this. And he's like, by the way, I made you a special Superman powers thing for one day. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, wait, what's that gonna look like? Yeah. Like that's fuck yeah. So <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get next to next to the next two so issues. So glad we're reading this. I'm so excited. Because I mean, I'm, I'm like, so pumped. I want to talk about the soup, the the serum. I want to talk about her suit. I yeah. want to talk about, but no, save that for the next discussion. Yes, yes. excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad we came back to this. You know, after reading that last Superman story, it's just been coming up and coming up, and yes, it's like, it yeah, has. man, it's like, it's time. <laughs> it's time to go ahead and dig into this. So I hope you guys enjoy this series. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. I think it's amazing how this came out at the same time as All Star Batman and Robin was coming out, and this is beloved classic. And that's like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I love this story. I've been a big fan. I have the single issues. I got them as they were coming out. And I want to know how did you first discover All Star Superman? Did you collect it when it's coming out? Did you wait for the trade? Did you see the movie first? Send us a hey, you damn guys at Book Club Member Comics at gmail.com follow us on facebook and instagram at book club member comics and on twitter book club members and as always you can find all of our resources on our podbean website our facebook about sections and our link trees on instagram and twitter as always a special thank you to paul from gotahan for the listener feedback theme thank Thank you paul Paul. thank you only beast for the um other theme you're welcome i can't remember what it's called opening theme <laughs> thank you ross for the logo and uh matt for the uh, banner art um thank you guys you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast from and when you're there open it up and give us that five star review every little bit helps uh and if you're enjoying what you're hearing tell a friend have them join the book club yes do it next week it's probably gonna be something special maybe a nerding out episode or nothing but uh we'll be back in two weeks for all-star superman three and four so Hang tight for next week and stay tuned and pull out those other back issues, trades, omnis, digitals, and join us next weekend in two weeks on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm mentally preparing myself for centuries of deep space exploration. And I'm Aubrey Loveless. I'm approaching critical mass. (laughs) 